0: Recognize that song? It's been around 40 years. But Dreams by Fleetwood Mac is back on top. Number one on iTunes. Van Halen close behind. If you didn't know any better, you might be wondering, what is the year we're in? These days, anything can go viral last week a simple video by a man nathan apotaka skateboarding down the street drinking ocean spray cranberry juice and lip-syncing to dreams by fleetwood back it launched the hit band back to the top of the charts and ocean spray bought nathan a truck as a thanks for all that free publicity It's a feel good story with all the positives. Mick Fleetwood even posted his own video recreating the viral moment and, of course, drinking ocean spray. Music is a way of bringing us together. It reminds me of a promise He will sing over you in love. Christians are united by a greater song, the song of Christ's love given in the gospel. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're starting a new series this week, on this Monday, called, Come to Me. You know, I heard once that sometimes the godliest thing you can do is take a nap. Just get some rest. And I must confess, I've used that line to excuse one too many naps. But there's something true there, wouldn't you say? We need rest. This season of COVID-19 some days has left me exhausted. And sometimes the best thing we can do is to take the advice of Peter. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. And that's exactly what I want to do this week as we look at Christ's invitation to come unto him. All those who are weary and burdened. He promised to give us rest. And in a moment, we'll turn to Matthew 11, where Jesus called us to come to him. But before hearing those encouraging words, I want to share something else of great value. It's called The Chosen, and it's a new TV series from a unique perspective. All eight episodes introduce you to people you've read about in the Gospels. But it uses some holy imagination to speculate about what they were like before they met Jesus Christ. Recently, the creator of the series and the director, Dallas Jenkins, sat down with the actor who portrays Jesus. Jonathan Rumi and asked him how he balances portraying the humanity along with the divinity of Jesus.
1: Well, I think one of the things that separates The Chosen from other projects, I mean, there's a number of things I can speak to about that, but um, what allows us to delve into the possibilities of what Jesus' humanity could have been like is the fact that we have time, we have space, we've got, you know, episodes and pages, and we're not limited to two hours to try to cram it all in. Um, and I think that's um, a lot of what I've noticed in you know, many portrayals of Jesus have, have been super stoic. It's like, well, they're limited to the time that they have with the lines from the Gospel, from Scripture, and then they got to move on and tell this story in a very limited window of time, whereas we we have the opportunity to let this breathe a little bit. So for me, I think it's... Knowing that, and then really just trying to empty myself of everything that is me uh, in service to being open as a channel for the Spirit to come and work through me and essentially raise my game as a human being. Mm. So, to be the best version of myself around everybody at all times on set is how I approach the humanity of Jesus. Like, how would He have? Just interacted with people and how does he deal with conflict and how does he deal with humor and surely a man that had such an intense ministry for those final three years in his earthly life uh, had to have been bestowed with a sense of a human sense of humor to be able to deal with all the the characters and all the you know the the quirks of of the disciples and the people that he met and the people that are constantly asking him for things and for healing and And, you know, and he tired like we did. He'd go and get out of the way and go to the mountains and kind of try to get away from crowds because, you know, he was in a physical body, so he reacted like physical humans do. And so I think dealing with people like Peter, I mean, (laughs) Simon Peter had to have a sense of humor
0: to deal with Peter. You know, there was no way around it. Dallas Jenkins, the creator of The Chosen, talking with Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus on this TV show. They're currently on location working on season two But after this program, I want to give you an opportunity to get the entire first season on two DVDs for your generous gift to Haven Day. Many of the episodes are about 50 minutes in length. It's a great way to remind yourself of the story of Jesus, or maybe even introduce someone to it for the first time. I know you and those around you will not only enjoy this series, but will be pleasantly surprised to see your story in the lives of those who Jesus called to himself. It's a fresh and unique way to see and love the gospel of Jesus Christ. Call us after the program, would you? At 800-654-2836. 865 haven Or go to our website, watch some excerpts from the show that we have there, and then make your gift and ask for the DVD collection, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now here's Jamie Kemet opening the program here on Haven Today.
2: When the night comes, when you're all alone, or when there's trouble stirring in your soul, and if your world is falling apart, And just hold on for the morning break to dawn. Come and lay your burdens down. To the place where freedom is found. At the feet, at the feet of Jesus. Come and lay your burdens. When the deepest sorrow weighs on your heart When you've prayed for answers but the answers never come For every tear that you cry There's a promise He will make your burdens light Come and lay your burden. In the presence of his glorious light, we sing.
0: He's from Kilmarnock, Scotland, and his name is Jamie Kemet, opening this haven today with his song called Burdens, and this program we're calling, Coming to Be. And of course, that's the words of Jesus that we're basing that on. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me as we start a week together. If there's one thing we need to hear in today's world, it's a word of rest. As you may know, this program, Haven Today, used to go by a different name. Our founding name was Haven of Rest. It was the hope of our founder, Paul Myers, otherwise known as First Mate Bob, that everyone who listened in would find rest for their weary soul, just like he did when he met Jesus one Sunday in 1934 in San Diego, California. Rest, that's what we need right now. I'm tired, and I know so many people listening are tired. You tell me that when you write or when you call in. That's why we've titled this program, "Coming to Me. And if I could add a subtitle, Rest for a Worry Soul. We want to tune our ears to hear what Jesus would say to us this week, what he is saying to us this week. And we want to hear his invitation to find our rest in him. But where does that phrase come from? Of course, it comes from Jesus when he walked here on this earth about 2,000 years ago. He was teaching in Galilee. There had been questions circulating. Is Jesus really the Christ, the Messiah? Could he really be the one who would save the Lord's people once and for all? John the Baptist had been sure, but once he got thrown into jail, he began to question himself. It was in this place, Galilee, that Jesus settled the issue once and for all you reminded john what was happening all around him things we need to remember too the blind receiving their sight the paralyzed standing up and walking nothing like this had ever happened the point was obvious i think jesus was truly the one who came to save but while he was there in galilee he also turned his attention to the ones who had come out to hear him those skeptics, the religious leaders who thought they had everything right and all together, and then the poor, the hurting, the marginalized, he turned to them, and after saying a few harsh words towards those who rejected him, he had this to say in Matthew 11, let's listen to it together one more time. I know you've heard it before, Matthew 11, I'll start at verse 25. And now we come to the famous verse that we're basing our series on this week. Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And the famous text keeps going then in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That was Matthew 11, 25 through 30. If anything ever deserved highlighting in your Bible, this is the place. I'm Charles Morris, and the program we're calling, Come Into Me, and the subtitle is Rest for a Weary Soul. You heard that right at the end there, didn't you? Come into me, you will find rest for your souls. These are words all of us need to hear. And we need to hear them because of what the world expects of us. When we step out of our homes, we step into a world that expects us to earn our keep, to do the right thing, to make right choices, to stand for what's good and right. Our world expects us to show why we are valuable, to earn our value. It's why we have such an emphasis on production, economics, stock exchanges. It's not just because there are some greedy people, which of course there are. It's because our world is hardwired to determine your worth or your value based on what you can produce. So the words of Jesus should sound like sweet relief. Come unto me, whoever you are. Come unto me, and you will find rest. That's a promise. And what amazes me is whom he says this to, what he said about himself, and how we get to receive this promise. First, whom did he say this to? Well, in verse 28, he said it. All you who are weary and burdened. I know that can mean a lot of things. It can be better translated, though, as exhausted. It's about labor, physical, emotional labor. This can happen a lot of ways. Putting in too many hours at the office or at your home office nowadays, Wasting too much time arguing with other people online, spending your days making sure you aren't stepping out of line. That's us, and that's who Jesus was talking to. Weary, plain-out, exhausted people. But what about burdened? Burdened means taking too much on your own shoulders. Here in Matthew 11, it actually means having someone put too much on your shoulders. I've heard too many sermons like this telling weary souls that they just aren't doing enough. They need to be more faithful. They need to give more money or spend more time serving in church. This is how they will experience blessing. How many sermons like that have you heard? It's burdensome. Yes, obedience is important, faithfulness as well. But what are we focusing on? I want to take Paul's advice to preach nothing but Christ and him crucified. That's what we need to hear today. And are you feeling wearied and burdened this day? Christ's words are for you. Come unto me. You will find rest. But that brings me to the second thing about this text, what Christ says about himself. He said, I am gentle and lowly in heart. He wasn't harsh with us. I feel like I just have to say that again. Jesus Christ is not harsh with us. He won't overload us with tasks. He won't force us to work until we're exhausted. That's because he's gentle. He takes care of those who are suffering or hurting or weak. As scripture reminds us he doesn't break a bruised reed, a smoldering wick he won't put out. In all our zeal for the truth and for justice, sometimes we forget that our Lord is gentle too. That's something weary souls like ours need to hear. Christ is constantly stepping down and meeting us there in our need, gently helping us, and he is humble and lowly of heart. He could easily force us to obey, but he invites us to come to him and submit to him. He doesn't simply demand allegiance like so many of our world leaders today. He humbly came down to save us and make his his own. And that's the last part of this promise that always amazes me. How do we receive such glorious promises? My yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's not an invitation to add an easy yoke and a light burden to your already exhausted and burdened soul. It's an invitation to trade. Give Christ your weariness. Give him your exhaustion. This is no gimmick. It's not pie in the sky, a promise that if you come to Jesus, everything about your life will suddenly be just fine. It's a promise that he will save you from needing to prove your worth by working. It's a promise that you will be accepted even though you sin and suffer. He will love you and walk with you every step of the way. So come unto him. Fall down before him. Confess that you can't carry the heavy load of life by yourself. Your sin is too heavy. Your grief, your anxiety is too much to bear. He'll gladly take it because here's the best part. He already did. Jesus already went to the cross and bore your sin that heavy load that you're suffocating under only he's strong enough to carry it to shoulder it he carried the heavy burden of sin and he carried it all the way to death he knows what you're going through and because he defeated death by the way of the resurrection he's standing even now with open arms ready to help Come into being. that's what he says find rest today for your weary soul.
3: Come to me right now If you're burdened down Come to me and I will give you rest For your weary soul I will ease your load Come to me
4: A voice cries, in the wilderness, prepare the way of Adonai. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Hmm. And who does that sound like? The heretic John. And what heresy do you find in those words being that Isaiah said? The heresy is that John has appropriated Isaiah's words by taking a spiritual description of God in heaven and applying it to John's physical successor on earth. Successor. John said, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. And? God has no body. He cannot wear sandals. <laughs> God cannot take human form. To say so is blasphemy. And where does it say that God cannot take human form? In the scroll of Deuteronomy. You saw no face the day I spoke to you at Horeb. Just because they saw no form doesn't mean God cannot take one. In Exodus. You cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live this person would have to walk around with his face covered. So you would place limits on the Almighty? None that are not written in law. And if God did something that you felt contradicted the Torah, would you tell him to get back in that box that you have carved for him? Or would you question your interpretation
0: of the Torah? A program called Come to me. Here on Haven today, and the song we just heard shares the same name from our friends at Scripture Lullabies, and we just heard a scene from the Chosen TV show where Nicodemus is pondering with a fellow Pharisee about who Jesus is and if he's from God. That's a unique feature in the Chosen, using the Bible in the context of the day finding yourself seeing how people like Nicodemus processed what they saw and heard from Jesus. It is eye-opening, and as Dallas Jenkins, the show's creator, told me, it can cause you to go to the Gospels and read them anew. I'm going to send you all eight episodes of this first season for your gift to Haven today. And as you watch, you'll discover that those who were called by Jesus were people just like you and me, caught up in their day-to-day lives, but transformed when they met the Messiah. So call us right now. Make the best gift you possibly can, and we'll send you the two-DVD set of The Chosen. And our number to call is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Go watch some clips from the series when you go to our website. And after you've done that, you can make your gift and ask for the chosen. They're at haventoday.org. H-A-V-E-N-T-O-D-A-Y. Haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again we get to share together the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven Today.
5: for your encouragement and your walk with God this is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word what's the hardest thing about growing old is it the aches and pains increasing health challenges studies show that perhaps the hardest thing is loneliness and isolation and of course loneliness is difficult at any age in fact today you may be hearing my words and thinking he's talking about me well if that's the case Join your prayers to this one in Psalm 25. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. And then turn your eyes upon Jesus, the man of sorrows who is despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. And take heart, because one day with him, you'll never be lonely again. You can get Anchor Devotional in print at getanchor.com.